The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Due to the ongoing pandemic and to follow social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was pre-recorded over Skype. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics, here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM, out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm host Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight by Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Hi. Hey there. Uh, And I'm the proud possessor of a new microphone, so I'm hoping that this will be a more pleasant listening experience for everyone at home. Fingers crossed. <laughs> that or I'll suddenly wind up weirdly cutting out or being muted or something. But, you know, that that might be just genre's excuse for finally getting me to shut up. <laughs> Anything's possible. You know, I could do that oh, anytime I wanted. I, it's, I, 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 I have a lot of restraint. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> Fair enough. But I'm just saying, you know, you might be like uh, looking for an excuse to spare my feelings. So what are we talking about today? (laughs) Uh, Well, first off, uh, we do love to hear from our listeners. Uh, You can reach us in a few different ways. Uh, Civil Politics Radio at Valley Free Radio is our dot O-R-G is our email. Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio is our community there. And at Civil Politics FM is how you can tweet at us. Uh, We're a radio show, so we don't have an Instagram. Uh, Yeah. even if all three of us were willing to be seen on camera. And uh, yeah, but we do also have our own website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com. And that has recordings of episodes of the show and supplementals and links to things we talk about and all sorts of good stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, what are we talking about? Um, I don't know. I, I The thing that I've been... Uh, thinking about that's just been absolutely, you know, uh, occupying my mind isn't the election. It's the 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 report that's just come out from attorneys who were tasked by the a federal court to reunite uh, children who'd been separated from their parents by the uh, explicit and intentional policy of the Trump administration. Uh, to separate children from their parents when they uh, tried to cross the southern border. And uh, uh, after uh, at least a year of trying, the uh, these people are reporting that there are 545 children currently still in federal custody whose parents they cannot locate. Which means we may never be able to, to reunite all those children with their parents. And they've Some been separated... From their parents for, you know, more than a year, a couple of years now, I think. And three, uh, almost three going on four. By the way, Mike, yeah. some of those kids, they actually don't know who the parents are because they're young kids and they didn't keep good records. Right. Which, which is, is horrifying. Yes. And and also was a deliberate choice. It wasn't a mistake. They, it was they, a they, disincentive, right? Right. But they, they deliberately they deliberately didn't bother to keep good records. Yeah. 
It reminds so, me of the um of so how it's, it's, uh, it's a kidnapping ring is what it is. Yeah, it, it reminds me of how the um how native children were were treated. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. How uh, they were taken away and quote unquote uh and given to to white people to quote unquote civilize them. Uh huh. Um, and I know true. that the uh, that there were children that were already put into foster care months like a like years ago, like uh, children that came over their parents and then they were um, given to like, oh, like families and to so they could take care of them. And so, you know, that is going to mess with how they view their heritage, their culture. Uh, it's just, yeah, it happened, it happened in Australia too. I have a friend who's Aborigine and, you know, she was removed from her parents and, Mm -hmm. you know, given to a white couple and, you know, just that's, you know, the Australian Aborigines, it's a very similar story to the American Indian. It's just sort of horrifying that we, we so dehumanize people that aren't like us, you know, it's just. It it makes you wonder who who people are sometimes that they could yeah. even do that you know even if one person wanted to do it how did all the people you know in the homeland security department go along with that well Tarifying. just following they, orders I guess sociopaths that's why I don't know <laughs> they don't care well I'm I'm sure people had feelings but you know it's sort of like if you didn't go along it couldn't have happened. Are you sure that people had feelings? Yeah, I think some people had feelings. I, I, I mean, there's people that some of the people that exposed it a little bit, you know, and they, you know, tried to get transferred and, you know, so they didn't have to do it. Yeah, I, I think there were people in in um, who is it that handles it's the border? Is it it's not um, ICE, it's the border. border who is handles border. What? Customs and Port, Border Patrol, CBP. That's it. CDP. Yeah, that's who handles it at the border. I'm not talking about American Indians. I'm, I went back to our original, yeah, yeah. Immig- you know, folks immigrating from uh, from our southern border. Yeah. Uh, ICE is about about uh, going after and arresting people in who are already here already in the country here. and Customs and Border Patrol searches your luggage and and tries to keep people out. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm I curious going to go down your- in history. Oh yeah, absolutely. But well, I'm curious about your friend uh, and their story. But I don't want to sort of. Yeah, no, I didn't mean to digress. I just was. Yeah, saying, yeah. yeah no, no, I don't want to derail. But I definitely would like to hear that story at some point. But um, this, this this kind of thing isn't isn't new, and it's not just. Um, so there was a case in the 19th century of a young boy named Edgardo Mortara in Italy. And uh, Mortara, M-O-R-T-A-R-A. And he was a Jewish boy. And uh, the housekeeper of the Mortara family was like a Christian woman. And supposedly she secretly baptized the boy when no one was looking. And that, of course, instantly made him Christian and not Jewish. So as soon as she told... Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. And so as soon as she told the authorities <laughs> that that that's what that she'd done that, they came in and took the boy into custody and handed him over to the church. And uh the Mortara family spent years uh in courts trying to get their son returned 
And uh, eventually, I believe they won in court, but it was a, a Pyrrhic victory because yeah. uh, because the Damage. boy had been well, he'd been he'd been taken away at like the age of three and raised into adulthood uh, by Catholic, you know, by by the Jesuits or whatever. So he he basically like embraced his Catholic identity and uh, you know uh, went and lived in a in a monastery in Belgium, I think, and died sometime after the First World War. You know, so you know he he. You know, they they acknowledge that they'd done wrong in stealing the child, but uh, you know, by the time they they acknowledged it, the child was an adult who said, "No, I'm I'm a Catholic boy. My name is, I don't know, something something Christian like Paul or something." And there you go. So, well, you know so what? that's fun. There's a, there's a there's a movie about a true story of a woman who was Irish and had a baby out of wedlock, and the nuns she was sent to the um, to live at the convent and the nuns took her child and he was adopted by somebody else. Very famous um, story. I mean, it's not the only story, but it highlighted what happened to all these young Catholic girls that had children out of wedlock, that their children were actually taken from them. And oh, yeah. she spent the rest of her, her life looking for him in the documentary. That's, you know, the TV that was sort of a first run movie, um, you know, sort of documented her finding him only. She didn't find him in time, but her trying to find him and it turns out he was trying to find her. But that that attitude of um, forgive me because I'm not religious, but the attitude of we know better, you know, we know better for you what should happen, you know, taking Aborigine children away from their parents. You know, the the stuff that was going on at the border here was really trying to disincentivize people coming. It was like the punishment will be so harsh that you dare not come here. Um, but a lot of times those things are done, quote, in the interest of the child, you know, or the, the culture thinks that this would be better for the child. And I, I always find that offensive when the government or someone else thinks they, you know, they, that their judgment should be substituted for the person's. So, and it's a funny, I mean, I think we're crossing, I'm not talking politics, really. I'm sort of talking almost a philosophy about other people and, you know, how they have the right to their own body. And um, so it's funny that you brought that up, but yeah, it's horrifying the 545 children that the U S government split took custody of from their parents. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, I, a, it's I, a colonizer I, thing. That's yes. the thing. It's a colonizer yes. thing. Like even, yep. even the, uh, in the, yes, the, the children and the parents are coming to our country, but it's still a colonizer uh, mentality. Uh, we are we are better. Our way of life is better. So we are going to uh, give you a better life instead of letting yeah. you choose what your better life is going to be. We know better for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, we should I don't, be and we should be giving people the tools to help them get better, to help them choose how they wanted to get better. We should be giving them, providing them the tools so they can choose how they want their life. Instead of saying, you will do this, we are, we are giving a whole life prepackaged for you. Well, and that wasn't even what was going on in this particular case. It was simply right. a matter this of the punishment. Trump administration just wanted to like 
we will take your kids away from you and you will never see them again. So don't bring them. So don't come. You know, it Tell wasn't that they were don't come. Right. It wasn't in any way, shape or form about we know better. It was just we are going to hurt you and your kids if that you is, come here. That is we know better. That's saying that, don't like we know better. You should be coming here in a certain way. And honestly, well, I they, think part they didn't of want it, them to come at all. I mean, well, not no. everyone who was separated, you know, came here, quote unquote, illegally. A bunch of them were people who tried to present themselves at border crossings for asylum and were separated anyways. That is still that is still the incorrect way to come here, according to them. Yes, the, though not according to federal law. That doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I mean, it should I mean, for honestly, the executive branch. No, I mean, honestly, <laughs> yes. think about it. Does that actually does federal immigration law have anything to do with uh, the Trump administration uh, immigration policy at all? Uh, not that I can really not tell, really. But, no, yeah. it is all about control. It is saying you can come here in the fashion that we accept that we define. You can come here in this way, in this fashion. You cannot do anything else. If you try to do that, we will try to stop you. Even if you are doing things legally, we will try to stop that from happening. So I'm going to blow you guys your minds. So do you remember Waco, Texas? Yeah. The Branch Davidian? Yeah. Fugiasco? Um, yes, I and, do. And, and sort of the, because a lot of folks in my camp feel very strongly that the government tells us way too much to do, like tells us not to graze our cattle on that land we've been grazing it on for a million years. So do you see how I'm going to flip the argument on you guys? So I am totally in favor of the government staying the heck out of my business. And it's interesting because you're actually coming down on my side in this case, that you're you're kind of saying the government shouldn't be doing that. That's one role. You know, I always argue small government. You guys always order, you know, argue sharing the wealth and making the whole society better. Um, but in this Those case, two things are not necessarily different. True. But we can talk about that later. But I think a better <laughs> yeah. parallel to the early Clinton administration would be the whole uh, uh, scandal around the uh, kidnapping of Elian Gonzalez by Gonzalez. his yes his mother and being bringing him to the united states yeah and the people who were attempting to prevent um uh federal authorities from returning him to his his father because his mother died in the in the attempted crossing so yeah. there wasn't even a matter of like contested parental uh uh interests well the cousins you know the he only had one living parent were here yeah sorry and and is the parent closer than cousins and uncles? Yeah. Yes. But <laughs> at yeah, least according to our law. law. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Law. <laughs> Do you remember when Janet Reno sent in the um, folks and they were showing how they didn't have their finger on the AR-15s or the AK-47s? You know, they sent in people on, to on the guns. Him. Yeah, they they um, sent people yeah. in because yeah. uh, his Just family made it into an armed uh, confrontation. Yeah, and he went back to um, he went back home, and you wonder where he is today. So. I think the I I think what you're I understand what you're getting at, Sue, about uh, the government yeah. saying um, this is the way to do things. This is not the way to do things. That yeah, that and that's is why a, the militias go crazy sometimes because yeah, they're like, see, how dare a, you? There's a difference between 
some between the government saying our our way of life, our culture is the is the correct thing to do, is the correct way to be. And the government saying, well, you use the 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 cattle grazing thing, the government saying this land is, is land. specific. <laughs> no, 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 no. This land is for a specific purpose. We've told you not to do this. We've given you many chances not to do this. So do that someplace else. Like you, when you come here, there is the there's a difference between you will you need to follow our laws and you need to act like us and believe in what we believe in, like culturally. And I there think are laws, like there there is a very very wide difference. I am not going to equate anything between the Branch Davidians or other cults, uh, compared to immigrants that are trying to retain their their cultural identity. Well, and but, you know, not have their families be split up. Exactly. I mean, and, the the like the government saying, uh, you can you can have the this this many firearms or something, or you can only, you can, this land that we've set aside is for a specific purpose. Do not do X, Y, and Z on this land. You can do that on this land, just not on this land. Or even well, you have to pay us to do this on this land. Well, what well about and the if, poor it's public, if it's public territory. land, you know. Yeah, but the, the sovereign oh. Indian nations where the government was telling them they couldn't put up a roadblock to stop People from with COVID from coming in and in, you know, in South Dakota, of, yeah, 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 well, and they're trying to they're trying to use the law, the Indians were to protect themselves from the yeah. government, but the government was the one that was telling them, you you can't do that even though it's your or they uh, they you know run the pipeline right through their water supply, and that's and, wrong. you know it's it's wrong and but it is the government overreaching in my opinion in those very narrow. Cases. Again, again, that but, is that those yes are. Again, those are overreaching, and in terms of using the law as an attack, or in using a law to control a people, and well, then the there's, a, there's a that putting up a roadblock is their right oh. to do, and to protect yeah. themselves. I think that yes, as much as I know about that case. I will well, say I don't know everything too. about how the how the law interacts with tribal so sovereignty and everything like that. None of us here are legal experts. Just want to put that out. But <laughs> when God. you when you say when the when the government says you can't put a roadblock here, even though it's your land and you get to govern it, that's wrong. When and, you're, the and you're sovereign. Yeah. Exactly. It, you're a sovereign nation. We all agree to this, except the U.S. government just does not care when it when it when it doesn't suit them well when, also that matter in south dakota that was the state government yeah uh refusing to recognize okay. you know yeah, the, the, the tribal authority government. and that's at the, you know and of course the state you know the the issue really between the the tribe and the government it's really between the federal government because in some ways tribes are still sovereign nations right so they are yeah. operating at the same level as the federal government and not the state but that's not the and same would, as that's not the same as someone stripping away your identity. Uh, and I was trying but, to tie yeah tie in the pipeline because they ran it through their tribal, you know, some yeah. of their um, sac sacral 
sacked lands. And, you know, so I was sort of pointing out that they were running the pipeline right through their some of their burial grounds. Yeah, and, they shouldn't uh, do that. Things. That's a bad thing. And and they're doing that here in Northampton, you know, where they're putting the rotary um, by the exit here in Northampton mm-hmm. on 91. You well, mean by the Coolidge Bridge? Yeah, they um, they found uh, uh, um, remnants and they were trying not to report them, but there's Indian relics in there. And it's it's a big discussion about, you know, why it wasn't addressed when they first discovered them. And But I wish we had George because he, he knows about the reporting of that. But it is, um, you know, it is that kind of thing where, you know, Northampton was just going ahead. And it turns out there's all these artifacts and things that they turned up in that area. So anyway, I just thought you'd agree with me a little bit because, you know, I'm such a Republican and well, we never agree on <laughs> limiting government. But, yeah, when I, they start to colonize, I guess we agree. I, I, yeah. Well, I do agree with you a little bit, but I also I think it's um, I think it's odd to draw a comparison between uh, uh, the siege of the Branch Davidian uh, people uh, and uh taking children away at the border um, or comparing that to, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, taking children away from Native American groups and not respecting their sovereignty and, and stripping their, their land away. And, and, you know, the Ammon Bundy types uh, grazing on it without paying any fees and stuff like that. It's, um, you know, I'm not defending Bundy. I'm just saying that they did it. They did it for generations that a lot of those cattlemen, you know, it's sort of like the folks that are on the border between Mexico and oh, the so, U.S. So, so their so, land goes across both places. So, so a, a long time, you know, custom, you know, thing that's just people have been doing uh, without necessarily the government's explicit approval, that, that that's something we should respect. Well, and you I'm, know, I'm sure a, all the uh, Native a, Americans listening to us are very interested to hear that. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, it depends who has the power, really. Obviously, we always come back to that. Yeah. But yeah, there's a law in Massachusetts that if I started paying the taxes on my neighbor's property and put a little house there and he didn't say anything, I think it's seven years or 12 years, I could actually take it's called it. I think it's called something possession. But it's very interesting. It's the old blue law here. That if you were if you were paying the taxes on it and your neighbor didn't didn't protest, that actually you could you could take title to it. It may be true in New Hampshire rather than Mass, but there are some provisions for that. If you've been using the water, um, you know, in the big water fights in the West, if you've been using the water, you you have preeminent um, jurisdiction. It's sort yeah yeah. It's funny and it's it's purely it's by it's squatters sort of like rights. The union, if a union says, um, you know, this is prior practice, even though it's not explicit in the contract, you've been letting us take a smoke break for the last 45 years, you know, it's prior practice. And so there is a, there is some ability to take advantage well, if, of if that. We're, but, if we're talking about yes, the Bundy thing, then it really depends on if there was any signage that, that was saying like mark, marking off this, this land, if there was any, if there was, ways that the that the the government was informing anybody around that this was government land and then the government was just like whatever we're not really going to pay attention to it so yeah. but if they knew that it was government land if they knew that they should be paying for it because i think if they they had to 
pay for it to to graze there. They're supposed to pay for it. Yeah. So they could still graze there. They just had to pay because it's it's government land. If they knew that, then they're breaking the law. Just they did. It had been an issue since the Reagan administration. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Just because they've been uh, doing it for generations. If that first time people (laughs) were notified like this is government land, then (laughs) then they then people saying like, hey, but we've been doing this for so long. And then the government could say, hey, we know. We just didn't say anything until now, but we we've reserved yeah. the right to say something about it. Also, That's the we've trick. been sending you bills. <laughs> yeah, which you've ignored. Which you've well, ignored. And there's some you know, like if I if I just don't pay rent, and I'm just and my family has lived in a house for many many years, and the landlord uh, after like fifty years is like, by the way, you haven't been paying rent, and my taxes went up. So I'd like you to start yep. paying rent, even though I've been sending you a bill. Then I can't say, no, nah, screw you, because we know who owns the house. Yeah. You know, like yep. with, the, with the Native Americans, they own that land. That is their land. So, Well, they have these, these things that are going sideways and sucking out the gas and oil, and then they sell the mineral rights out from under them. I mean, it's... It's it's bad behavior on the part of the government. I mean, I guess it's, I'll put it all in that category. Oh, gee, the, the government <laughs> is doing bad behavior. Yes. Wild. <laughs> Wild. I can't. It, I just it, can we stop the show it, for a second so I can just catch my breath? Maybe I can borrow my wife's pearls for a second. So I need I need something to clutch. Clutch. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can do that. <laughs> Also, well, you know, it sounds like you've got a major sarcasm spill there, and you should be careful. That could eat right through your desk. Yeah, I'm going to slip right on that. Jeez, the government's but that not smaller doing government, right. gee, you know, the government yeah. goes off on these adventures. I don't know, and so there should be less regulation. Anyway, I won't say that because oh. we'll get off on that fight. <laughs> those, are, those are fighting words. But anyway, I just find it very interesting because it is so horrifying about these 545 mm. children, and I, I, you know, I just my heart breaks for those little kiddos, you know. Yeah. And their yeah. parents, but and the little kids that have been stolen and enculturated. Well, you know, even if they're with, you know, relative, you know, uh, uh, other family members in this country, you know, you know, even if they're with like, you know, uh, Uncle Steve and and Aunt whatever. um, And Uncle Steve's partner, Bob. Yeah. Right. Whatever. uh, uh, You know, it's not the same, you know, being with your uncle or, 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 you know, cousins or whatever as being with your parents, especially when you were taken away from your parents and you know your parents were were fighting against it so oh and we're crying yeah those scenes that some of the scenes from when they interred the japanese i mean it's just amazing that people yeah. could do it to them colonizer so we're we're we're, appro- we're approaching the end of the first half of the show and i just want to end it uh then with two sort of things that our listeners might be interested in one uh specifically regarding the japanese internment um, George Takei, uh, better known as Mr. Sulu from Star Trek, uh, but he did a really interesting interview with David Tennant on David Tennant's podcast. David Tennant, of course, best known as the 10th Doctor on Doctor Who, 
But David Tennant does a podcast with dot 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 is is the series, and uh, he did an interview with Mr. Takei for more than an hour, uh, where Mr. Takei talked about his experiences as a child, uh, being uh, re- forcibly relocated, dri- you know, driven from their home and so forth by the U.S. government, and uh, uh, how bad it was even after the war was over, how how things didn't really improve even when they were allowed to leave the camps. And the other thing I just want to mention, because we've certainly talked about, uh, uh, you know, indigenous American, Native American, American Indians, I'm not sure which label is best, but um, there's a really great podcast I've just come across that I quite like. And I it, they, it's got, you know, Native voices talking about uh, all kinds of issues that are important to them. And it's called Media Indigena. Uh, with Rick Harp, and it's a podcast that's been going on for, I guess, a couple of years now. And I think it's worth listening to. Um, I just listened to one talking about um, uh, Mi'kmaq uh, fisheries in Nova Scotia and how uh, the Canadian government's uh, getting squirrely about honoring treaty rights going back to the mid-18th century. But anyway, um, so uh, we're going to take a short break here on civil politics, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and then we'll be back with more in the second half. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Outbreaks Friday nights, of whooping cough or pertussis are happening LP, across the United States. This serious respiratory disease can be deadly for babies. By getting the whooping cough vaccine, called Tdap, during the third trimester of each pregnancy, women can pass antibodies to their babies to help protect them until they're old enough to receive their own vaccine. Learn more at cdc.gov slash pertussis slash pregnant. That's pertussis, P-E-R-T-U-S-S-I-S. Did you say you wanted to be a member of the 8 o'clock Drum and Bass Association? Then tune in to Drum and Bass with DJ Fife, Saturday nights on the Valley Free Radio. We bring you fast tempos, lots of turntables, lots of high energy to get Saturday started awesomely. We bring the drums, we bring the bass, we crank it up to 13 so that Saturday nights is amazing. That's Drum and Bass with DJ Fife, 8 o'clock. On the Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. I'm Rachel Maddow with the Pioneer Valley Planning Commission and the Franklin Regional Council of Governments for Valley Free Radio. Reminding you that legally, bicycles are vehicles and bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities and should observe the same rules as motorists. For more information on bicycle rights and safety, go to www.massbike.org. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Marlock, and if you want to hear some of the best in BGM and Nerdcore, I got you covered. 
On Press Start to Continue, you can hear an eclectic two-hour mix of geek music. We've got covers of classic game themes in any number of genres, theme shows, interviews, and so much more. Visit StartToContinue.com to learn more, or just search for Press Start to Continue DLC on your favorite podcast app. Press Start to Continue, nerdy music for the masses. Press Start to Continue. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. At the American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air. We're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. See what you can do at fightingforair.org. Science is real from the Big Bang to Join me for Evidence-Based Radio Friday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. to learn more about science and skepticism. You can email questions or topic requests to evidencebasedradio at gmail.com. That's Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm joined by John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. And we are continuing to talk about the politics and whatnot. Uh, we're recording this the day before, so uh, we don't have a chance to talk yet about the uh, presidential debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, uh, which I'm sure would be a fascinating grist for the mill, but... Uh, you know, we're, we're just not going to be able to do that. So uh, instead, I was thinking we might talk about um, something that's very much, uh, you know, a, the part of the political football game that uh, a lot of other media talks about. But I think we might have useful things to talk about, which is the confirmation fight over Amy Coney Barrett to join the U.S. Supreme Court uh, in the position that was vacated uh, by Ruth Gader Ginsburg when she died a month ago. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think this whole process is, uh, revealing just how incredibly partisan and, uh, 
uh, nakedly power grabby the Republican Party has become, at least on the national level. That's us. But uh, That's us. yeah, well, so Sue, just curious. Uh, I don't know if you have a different take or if you're like, no, Mike, you're spot on. But um, what's the the vibe in, you know, Republican chat rooms when, uh, you know, when you're when you're keeping the libs out so you can own them in private? Uh, what is it? Uh, what's the word here? Uh, <laughs> Are you kidding? It's, it's like Thunderbird. we're winning a football game. The word's Thunderbird. <laughs> yeah, the, the word is Thunderbird. <laughs> have you heard the word Thunderbird? Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a it's like um, throwing a touchdown pass. It's it's a you know they use the rules and you know elections have consequences and um, you know it it's sort of you know I'm kind of a fair play person so I thought the Merrick, Gall- uh, Merrick Garland thing I thought that was almost treasonous that they didn't let Obama have his pick but you know. It looks like Barrett's just a shoe in. I mean, if you paid attention, uh, you you heard it came out of the Judiciary Committee today, right? It got it, she got voted. Yes. It got, yeah. I think it's called advanced. Yes. It got advanced out of the committee. Yes, advanced and to the all floor. Mm-hmm. And all your guys boycotted, and they did something really funny, which I appreciate their sense of humor. But they put um, pictures of people in their in their chairs. They weren't even in the committee hearing. And didn't you say there's a rule that there have to be a certain number of Democrats present? I believe those are the rules of the Judiciary Committee that uh, it uh, they have to have a majority of the total number. You know, I think the committee has 22 people in it. So I think at least 11 have to be there. And the idea is that at least two members of the minority party should be there. But uh, as it is, I believe it was all 12 Republicans showed up and none of the 10 Democrats showed up. Yeah. Well, and like I said, in their chairs, they had cardboard uh, pictures of people that are going to lose their health care if she votes against the ACA, which people expect her to. I'm not so sure she will vote against the ACA because you guys know about severability in a in the contract law. You know how if you take out one clause, usually there's a clause in there that says, you know, even if one part is struck down, it stays in effect. A lot, almost all um, corporation contracts have it. Yeah, and a lot and of so a lot of laws do that too. Yeah, and so she could easily strike down that piece that they're, you know, the lawsuit is about, but the the law could stay intact, and you know that that would not end ACA, but that's all you know that's all speculation as to what the Supreme Court will do. But yeah, I I think most of my Republican colleagues are ecstatic and very happy that they they did a power play. And, um, you know, sort of like in hockey, some of the people weren't on the field and they just scored it. They happened to score a goal, you know, and it's it's a it's a, a fair game. So I I'm really curious what your party will or the the Democratic Party will do if this happens, which it looks like it's going to happen. Oh, it's uh, going to happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's no there's no question. They're just going to throw yeah. a hissy fit like the Democrats usually do and then move on. So, you know, there's a law that when Obama put rules in at the very end of his term, they could look back. Was it 60 days? Uh, I think and undo it's, them. I think it's 180 days, but yes. 180 the Congressional days. Review so, Act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, guess what? If it was a Senate rule and there were no Democrats in the room and the president turns out to be Biden and the Senate turns Democrat and the House is Democratic, then... 
they might be able to use that somehow to to rescind her um, her her um, not nomination but her appointment. Uh, there's no way. They anyway, do that. That, that absolutely no way. Yeah, I don't. I I, hmm. I think it's I think it's um what is it inside straight? There's no way. I agree with you guys, but I just thought it was an interesting argument that it's within the window for that review act. The, the, that's for the Congress to review regulations that are promulgated by executive agencies. So, you know, if the and, Department and of Transportation – Well, sure. Uh, well, here's the thing. Congress can always pass a new law invalidating an earlier law at any time. There's no time limit. But for the uh, yeah. the Executive uh, Review Act, the idea is that, you know, if the Department of Transportation passes a new law about, you know, levels of, you know uh, – uh, various additives in gasoline or uh, mileage restrictions or uh, how heavy a truck can be or how long a tractor trailer can be, all that stuff, you know, that's that's Congress has has delegated the authority to handle the nitty gritty specifics of that stuff to the executive and various executive departments handle that. And they and, have guidelines they to follow. Right. <clears throat> and yeah. obviously, Congress can pass a law that supersedes an executive regulation at any time because the executive Always, yeah. can only make regulations as as it's uh, allowed to by Congress. But specifically, the idea is that um, if there's been a a a rule has been made by the executive, uh, if it's within you know within six months, Congress can pass uh, can take a vote to just say no, that rule does not is not actually valid. We don't like it, so you have to rescind it. And that yeah. is in does not in any way apply to appointments to the Supreme Court. You know, that's uh that that's a that's well, anyway, a very I, different I, matter. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting argument. But that aside, yeah, I think you're right, she's a shoe and and wasn't there just a vote where it was four to four? And so it shows you what's gonna happen when she's when she's um appointed. <clears throat> well there there've been a number when of votes. I, I mean, the people are looking at the uh ongoing federal uh, trial in the case of California v. Texas, which is the whole thing about the Affordable Care Act. And basically, the idea there is California saying, well, you know, the Affordable Care Act's useful and we want to keep it. And Texas is saying the whole point of the Affordable Care Act, uh, the whole only reason it was valid was because the individual mandate was a tax and therefore it was it was a tax power thing. And since there's no more tax, uh, the whole thing falls apart because it's not severable. So, like, you have to take the whole the whole law down because uh, none of it's now constitutionally valid. And um, if that argument <clears throat> prevails at the trial court level um, and it gets appealed, you know, to to the Supreme Court to see if they got the law right, Amy Coney Barrett could be like, "Yeah, they got it right." And then, indeed, the Affordable Care Act would be gone. And this, of course, Don't the argument to start November tenth. I believe so. That, yes, in front of the mm -hmm. yeah, yep. in front of the Supreme Court. So it's yeah. right there the minute she's in. And of course, oh. this is a great time to be uh, repealing uh, the Affordable Care Act because you know we only have two hundred thousand plus dead Americans right now, and if we're going to reach a million, we've really got to make it only. harder for people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that well, is how know, people are measuring that, right? It's only two hundred thousand, right? Uh, <laughs> well, you know. In, and by the Insurance way, that's why we're dropping out of the World Health Organization, because, you know, so, who needs global so in, efforts to fight a global health crisis? So insurance companies save money by disallowing risk. They're really smart at that. You oh, know, yeah. they always try and 
avoid risk. Sure. So that's all the government is doing. It's just trying not to pay for the COVID. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> anyway. Right. So, yes. But uh, in terms of the four to four ruling, I believe that was. Um, uh, was it an election? Oh, yes. It was, a, it, it was about community. voting in Pennsylvania and the uh, 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 court in Pennsylvania. I think it might have been the state Supreme Court, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, and I, I, because I'm recording on this computer, I can't really look things up with it very well. Um, but, uh, uh, basically, you know, elections are handled by the states. Uh, every state yeah. has its own elections and has its own laws governing them and administers them all, uh, even when it's for federal offices. And, um, so that means that so long as every, so long as a state's laws comport with the uh, restrictions of the Constitution, uh, anything they want to do is okay. Um, and, and that and is under their right. authority, and the I mean, state's authority. That yeah. is a potentially serious, you know, caveat, that, hence the Voting Rights Act of 1965 saying, well, you know, you know, oh, yeah. all that stuff is, you know, all these Jim Crow, Jim Crow yeah. restrictions are not okay because they violate people's light, rights and, and freedoms and so forth. But um, if uh, if it comes down to if it's if it's constitution in accordance with the federal constitution, if it's a state law, and then state courts get to decide how it applies, and ultimately they're the you know the state supreme court decides how uh, state law is applied and how it comports with the state constitution. And this is a very long-standing uh, under you know precedent that the uh, the supreme court has affirmed for for many many years and uh uh the supreme court split four to four because of course ruth bader ginsburg is dead uh on whether or not to uh grant a motion to uh stay some action by the state of pennsylvania regarding its elections i think it was about accepting ballots uh, after election day, so long as they were postmarked correctly or something like that. I, I, I don't know. Oh, because of a natural right. disaster, which is the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Well, that might, oh, that, that might so, be North Carolina I'm thinking of there because I both yeah. states have, have measures going on. But this one in Pennsylvania reached, reached SCOTUS and uh, there was a four to four split on whether or not they should issue a stay. And of course, if there's a split, then the lower court ruling stands. So there it was. But Justices Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh all indicated that they wanted to take up this matter, that they thought the, the, the U.S. Supreme Court should, uh, should, should hear a case about how the laws of the state of Pennsylvania are being applied by the courts in the state of Pennsylvania, which is, I mean, a violation of powers, uh, the separation of powers. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have, yeah. we have a federal, federal government that is you know, has some power and the rest is reserved to the states. So this is, uh, this is a heck of a thing for an, uh, for an originalist or a textualist to, to want to do. Well, what's interesting is if they were trying to take it under like some sort of um, equal protection of voters or something, you know, and make it stretch that way. But that is sort of legislating from the court, even though those are my guys. And, but Roberts was on the other side. He kept it tied then. He went. He went with the yeah, folks I'm, to. to yeah. As a as a flaming lefty, I'm not a big fan of John Roberts, but I, you know, I acknowledge that uh, Justice Roberts is concerned, has some concern with precedent and uh, the 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 
the efficacy of the institution he's uh he's part of and um well i do think he wants to achieve some partisan political ends through the supreme court he doesn't want to do it in a way that breaks the whole uh concept of the ruins the legacy right well not just ruins the legacy but ruins the legitimacy of the court because yeah uh and that's that's why the whole thing about amy coney barrett's confirmation hearings um is something that you know that democrats are just so pissed off about because you know it's coming down to um okay if you guys are going to say one thing uh when it's obama nominating merrick garland and another when it's trump nominating amy coney barrett um, except the, the that, principle you articulated four years ago, even more, uh, stringently applies in this case, you know, if, if, if that's all it is, if it's basically your way, however you can get it. Okay. Well, we can do that too. You know, like yeah. all we have to do is take it back is. power in the, in the legislature and we can start, you know, reforming the judiciary and expanding the Supreme court and, so, that's no less legitimate uh, than what the Republicans are doing now. So, yeah, I, I will. Well, I will continue to say if the Republicans didn't do that in uh, twenty, what was it twenty sixteen? Yeah, twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. If they didn't do that, then this wouldn't be a question right now. No, it wouldn't be. We'd be because this is this is how it works. Yeah, it's, we, it doesn't yeah. matter when the when the election is. It uh, a justice dies or retires. The president, the it, the president nominates someone. President, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the president nominates someone. The con- the Senate confirms them, and then they get on the court. That's how it works, right? I, I mean, it, do I like how it works? Of no. course not. I don't like how anything works. That's my thing. But <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> and, and, and I could understand this is how it works. So the Democrats really, honestly, the only leg they have to stand on is, but you did it. Right. Which is a good point. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a really good point. And especially because, oh, if it's too close to the election for Obama to appoint Merrick Garland in February of 2016, it is definitely too late to uh, appoint Amy Coney Barrett to the court once, you know, after people have actually started casting ballots in the election. I mean, that is just. They're taking that. This is this is one of the problems. And I'll just complain about the Democrats again. This is one of the problems with with uh how the democrat democratic party operates uh with in relation to the republicans they are they they take them at their at at their premise that is an that is an issue that they need to stop doing like okay so you did this so we can do this of course you can't do that you're good you're expecting them to you're expecting mitch mcconnell to stand on precedent are you insane? That's not what he's about. He just wants to control things. Like you don't you sh- nobody should have expected anybody to say, "Oh, well, we said this, so I guess our hands are tied." No, that doesn't work. Sound so effects. I had a I had a professor <laughs> I had a professor at Harvard and I really enjoyed her and I won't say her name because I'm going to tell you a story about what she told us about her daughter. Her daughter got sh- shoved down at school she's a little toddler and she got shoved down at school and she came home and she was going to her mom but it isn't fair was it fair and her mother who's very successful at harvard said 
life isn't fair. Shove him back. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, she's yeah. telling her three-year-old to shove him, give him a shove back. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's hardball. And it's and it is, you know, it's it's if if everybody's working under gentlemen's rules, it works. But if one set of people don't, I don't I, I think you got to I think you got to hit back. I mean, that's, that's what we yeah. did with the Nazis. I mean, for a while, I think everybody tried to get them to sign papers and say they wouldn't invade. And then one day they realized that they weren't stopping. And mm-hmm. I have a lot of Quaker cousins. So I, you know, this, this discussion is um, very complicated, but, you know, sometimes there's people you have to hit back. I don't know why, but you saying that reminded me of the Care Bear cousins. Quite, huh? Like Quaker, your Quaker is that cousins. the one where the Care Bear fight the Nazis? Because that was a that was a really. I dark mean, one. honestly, the the second Care Bears movie was kind of was was them like defeating ultimate evil. So you know, yeah. Oh. Well, and and it, there are a lot <laughs> this of there are a lot of, yeah. yeah, there are a lot of strong strong men out there, and you know, I think Trump likes them way too much, but oh, that is much, yeah. a fact. Yeah, there is a fact that there's folks out there and you do you do need, I think, a strong military and um, to be able to stand up for yourself. And it's true. I, the Democrats are sort of saying, I think, and I I'm not a Democrat, so I can't speak for you all, but just saying, yeah, it's not fair. They told us they weren't going to do that. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I don't know. It is hardball. And I, I'm I'm watching to see if Biden can play hardball. I don't know if he can. He better. He damn well better. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, we. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, the 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 Democratic Party, you know, hasn't wanted to uh, uh, fight tooth and nail, in part because there is this this you know long-standing conceit of this our happy republic. You know, um, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, that 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 only works when uh, you know both sides regard the other as legitimate, and it doesn't seem to be what's happening here. So, oh my, do I hear the the music? Are we you do. reaching <laughs> the end of our time here? All right. Well, I guess uh, we're going to have to wrap up uh, civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Um, we will be back with more next week. Um, and in the meantime, after this, we've got uh, Subculture starting at 8, uh, followed by Table of Contents at 10, and then OK Asia at midnight with uh, repeats of Drum and Bass with DJ Fife and Dark Wave uh, following uh, into the wee small hours. So uh, podcast of this show will be uploaded to the various services uh, that we use um, over the weekend, and we do have a repeat airing on Monday. Uh, and coming up in, I think it's three weeks, uh, three or four weeks, we've got the uh, annual fun drive. So we hope uh, you'll be supporting Valley Free Radio then when we get to that. Uh, but for now, uh, for John Ron Sue, this is Mike Dow saying thank you for listening to Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.